So it's a whole season of being thankful. I'm glad that y'all could make it. If you haven't heard, we are talking about the breakthrough benefits of being thankful or Thanksgiving. Uh, get yourself a Samaritan's Purse Christmas box. This could be maybe one of the, the greatest times that you could bless a child overseas. Don't know how it's all going to shake out, guys, but we know we got a, we got a crisis on our hands. Um, and the only one who can get us out of this mess is God. Amen. Amen. Grab you one of them boxes and make a project out of it with your family. My, my daughter and my uh, wife have been doing that for some years, and I know your families are probably doing it too. Uh, so it's kind of cool. Uh, to do that is like a little Christmas project, and uh, and yes, we are getting close to Christmas season. Uh, grab your bulletin, and we'll go through this. Um, the benefits of Thanksgiving, and I want to thank uh, ladies in the office for uh, this wonderful bulletin. It really is chock full of great, great information. We're thankful for God and freedom, and health and family, and our country and our church and our life and our pastors. And I'm, I'm so grateful for Pastor Mark and Pastor uh, Aaron, and uh, they do a great job. And uh, they're out there preaching and, and getting things done. Open up your bulletin there. So latest greatest thing coming up is the uh, Ladies' Day at the Rankin Ranch. So ladies, sign up for that. That'll be this Saturday. They need to know uh, how much stuff they need to get and... Uh, my wife informed me. She said it ain't going to be like the guys' retreat. She said they need to, they need a uh, you know with the guys' retreat we just kind of get it as close as we can and uh, just work the rest out. In in you know we don't want anybody to leave there crying. Uh, so it's a girls' retreat. And uh, my wife, she specifically, she wants, you know, everything to be color coordinated. <laughs> In the men's retreat, we're just happy we got there. <laughs> There's nothing coordinated, that's for sure. Fall Festival the 31st uh, and Fight Night uh, coming up very soon here on the 10th. So let me tell you about Fight Night. It's to, to honor the veterans uh, so we can honor them today with a plug. <laughs> So there's such there's such a uh, so if you want to go to this I say this all the time get tickets now there are no tickets to fight night the night of I know everybody thinks they're going to walk up and get in so uh, in a perfect world we can pack in maybe three fifty or four hundred here in the gym if everything goes right we turned away hundreds and hundreds and hundreds last veterans fight night. So if you want to come and honor the vets and, and, and watch a good fight um, uh, that's legal, uh, <laughs> well, a lot of you guys have them at the family barbecues, but <laughs> don't act like you can't smile on that. Hey, man, some of you guys represent the, some of the best slobber knockers on YouTube. Yeah, and you got to think about Thanksgiving coming up, man. That's a whole deal. 
we'll get into that. And and uh, so, um, and I've been thinking about, I don't know why I thought about this, but I've been thinking. So if you watch my show and, and Mike's show on Wednesday morning, um, I've been really trying to sell Mike on drinking a cup of uh, pumpkin spice coffee coming up. We, we, we take one for the team each year, and he is really kind of gravitated away from this idea. But I will be there Wednesday uh, in, in full pumpkin mode, so have a cup with us. Uh, amen. Let us pray for the message. And uh, I got actually a video. I don't know if we're going to get into it, but turn in your Bibles to Psalm 92. So, Lord, we just pray for our message today. Um, and, and realize that uh, being thankful is, is something that you, you want to happen. It's something we, sh- we should embrace in. And uh, so uh, we pray that you bless the message today. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So let's just do this. Let's go to Psalm 92, okay? We're going to read three verses here, and then we're going to pray for our tithes and offerings. Um, how, how did you, and don't answer this back, how did you guys uh, get up today? Were you, just retort, don't, 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 don't answer. I don't know how you got up, I mean, but just think about it, was you, was you thankful is what the question was going to be, was you thankful, and uh, I think we all can be thankful for something. So let's, let's just start with the small things and our health and breathing and walking and talking on our own and all that. And uh, hopefully I can humor you with some of my events of the week. Uh, Psalm 92, it is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to your name, Most High. Um, I, uh, you don't really always know uh, when you're making an impact in the world. So when you come to church, you're getting filled to share that wherever you go. And and I know sometimes you just think it's you um, and you just uh, think it's your family. But so most of you guys know, if you haven't heard, I, I was uh, in Branson this week and I married my daughter, so she's married. And we're officially... So, um, and it's a little weird, you know, so now I'm officially an empty nester. So before we were like pretend empty nesters, like when you're kids in college, they're still tethered to you in a way. And ask me, say, what way is that? (laughs) Through your wallet. Amen. Uh, so, anyways, it was great. It was a great wedding. It was probably and uh, just a, a nice and and she got some pictures online. And we're going to do a big bridal shower here and all that. So, uh, ladies, you're all invited. Um, while I was there, the the Wednesday, I went down uh, to the lower level. I was staying at a hotel, and uh, you know, during the week when you're getting old, when everybody around you is there so this hotel was filled up and everybody had gray hair everybody in the hotel because that's the only people who can gather in the middle of the week must be honest everybody else has a job 
So I'm sitting there and I'm drinking my coffee and reading my Bible. I'm sitting there and then a lady comes up from behind me and she says, man, I wish my faith was as strong as yours. She was reading my T-shirt and I said, well, what do you mean? I turned around and talked to her for a while and, uh, and I, was, I was encouraging her and I was encouraging her uh, husband and he was a Vietnam vet. And she asked, she says, man, I want to, I want to, and she may be watching. So ma'am, if you're watching, praise God. She says, do you have a, are, are you online or do you broadcast your sermons? And I said, yeah. And we do that on Wednesday morning with Overcomer R and, and her husband was a, a, a Vietnam vet. And I said, I do the show uh, with my friend, Mike Sr., who's a Vietnam vet. And she was like, man, that's really good. And she was really encouraged. She said, I gave my life to Jesus when I, when I was six years old. And uh, she's from Texas, and uh, everybody uh, is born again in Texas, as you know. And uh, I want you to know that God is going to place you, watch this, is going to place you in, in a place today where you're going to be a witness for him. And we need that today in this. So if you're looking at the landscape and the, and the big picture, you go, how is all this evil rising up and the killing going on and all that? We're going to cover all that today. The way we combat that is through the love of Jesus, one person at a time. And then when you, when you leave your house and you leave your home or your hotel room, wherever you're at, or if you're watching the broadcast, you, you know that you're an ambassador for Christ. Everywhere you go, and, and I get it. You don't think you're making an impact, but you are. I can, I can assure you that you are. I had a guy, uh, when I was doing the wedding yesterday, came and introduced me. He said, man, you, were, you really helped me and my family out. They were from Colorado. I said, I, I, don't, I never met you before. But he said, you spoke into my life in some situation. And then his wife came up and said, man, I really appreciate what you've done and, my, and helped us out. And I didn't know that I was helping them but they, they identified themselves to me while they were here. And that's not just coincidence, just people from different states. We can actually be a witness to people all across the world. Um, so remember that as we go on in this message today about being thankful. And I don't think we're going to do our video today because i got so much content I want to share with you. So in 92.2, it says, Declare your steadfast love in the morning and your faithfulness by night. It says, to the music of the lute and the harp, to the melody of the lyre. So I was going to show you this, this, this music video where this guy says, uh, it, was, it was talking about Psalm 118.24. And this guy's married to Carrie Job, and he's a great singer, and can't remember what his name is. But um, he said, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And if, you, if you've never seen it before and you've never read it in your Bible, you can open up your egg carton and it probably says it in the center of your egg carton because it's on almost every egg carton I know in, in the state of Missouri. Uh, and, and praise God whoever started that. I think it might have been Roseacres Farms or whatever, but it's in there. So this guy or this woman, whoever it was that, that printed that on the inside of this egg carton has touched so many lives, probably not just in Missouri, but probably in the, in the connecting states as well. Amen. So you can make a melody to the Lord just by the things that you do and say, and maybe the text messages that you send out and stuff like that. So um, us being thankful is a way to show the world our faith. 
Amen. Because really, that's all, that's all thankfulness is, is just a manifestation, watch me now, of the faith that's going on inside us. I am thankful to God more and more as my faith builds. So you notice as people that don't have any faith, they're never thankful to God. As a matter of fact, they do just the opposite. They blame God. And we know that. So be, some of your Facebook friends are out there going, why does all this evil happen in the world? Look at me. I'm going to give you the answer for that. First of all, we live in a fallen world, and there's something called free will. So all these evil cells all across the world are rising up, and those governments did nothing about it. And that's what's going to happen here in this country if we don't start dealing with the evil that is lurking in our country today. Can I get an amen from God's people? And we've been kicking the can down the road over and over and over again. And, and we see it. And we excuse it at all. Well, they're, they're expressing their faith and they're expressing this and they're expressing that all the way to hell. I'm calling out to the brothers and sisters of Jesus today that we need to raise up a standard and have a revival that the churches will be filled back up and we'll be praying for the nation of Israel. Standing against it. So, you know what? And, and I got to be honest with you. I just got to park here for a second, Mr. Cope. I've been preaching this message for over 20-something years now. And I've stood in this pulpit and I've told you, just like Noah, the water was boot high, knee high. Guys, we're getting up here. We don't, you know, when I first started preaching, I said it was coming, it's coming, it's coming. It ain't coming, it's here. Now, I'm a, now, now listen, I know you think I'm crazy just like Noah was. He was up there every day building that ark and pounding the pulpit. He said, repent, 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 the kingdom is near. Dr. Z and everybody looked, ah, he's a blowhard. Don't listen to him. He's building a ship in the middle of the desert. Well, I'm crying out today to a lost and dying world that the end is near. And here's the deal. We all need Jesus today. There's no solution for peace other than Jesus Christ. And as, watch this. And as the water continues to grow higher and higher and higher, just like it was in Noah's day, only eight survived inside the ark. Amen. And all that you ask me, say, what was the rest of the people doing? Pounding. Pounding on the side of the ark, saying, let me in, let me in. God sealed the door shut. Here's what I want to tell you today. Today is the day for the Lord. Today is the day for salvation. Amen. And we're grateful for what he did on the cross at Calvary. Let us pray. Lord, we got ourselves into a deal. We have sat by and kicked the can down the road in good churches like this one for years and years and years and excused ungodly behavior in the halls of Congress all the way to the halls at our own home to our public systems. We have allowed evil to rise up to the point where the stench is offensive to you. 
We're asking today, Lord God, for forgiveness. And we're asking, Lord God, that you put a zeal in our heart so we can take this message out to a lost and dying world, that they can repent and they can be saved. And Lord God, we pray for the offering today as well and pray and believe you'll bless it so we can continue to use it uh, to bring forth your name in this community, in the community abroad. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So applaud the Lord, let the basket come by. Hey, hey. Uh, I'm gonna ask you to rise with me and just place your hands on your Bibles as we open up God's word today to a new, fresh, fresh, fresh anointing. Let's pray. Grab your Bible. Lord, we just pray for this message. We pray for its anointing to, to touch our lives. We're praying, Lord God, that it, it, it transforms our hearts. Uh, and Lord God, we'll, we'll be grateful uh, on this day and, 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 and get rid of our despair and believe that there's hope in Jesus. And we pray this in thy name, amen. amen. Applaud the Lord one more time as you're seated. You may be seated, hallelujah. Um, I'm gonna read through this and then I'm gonna tell you there's been a lot of things that have happened uh, in my life here in the last couple of, last five days or so uh, that I want to share with you, obviously, uh, the news of my daughter getting married and all this kind of thing and witnessing to these people and and uh, in, in doing uh, a wedding last night uh, for uh, Bruce and Janet, and that was just wonderful too, so... Got, get to be as a Christian, you get to be involved in some really cool things, Amen. and I'm I'm thankful for that. You know, because I was never until I became a Christian, I was never involved in anything that was positive for the community. Amen. And uh, I want I want to be part of the solution and not just part of the problem. Right. Amen. I just uh, I mean we we got enough people that are that are weighing us down, right? We need to we need to get people on board. So. Um, so let me set this up for you as the Apostle Paul uh, teaches the church in Ephesus this, this walk in love chapter type thing. Um, so the first, oh, let's say the first 14 verses uh, talk about walking in love. And I'm carving out uh, 15 through 21 uh, to give you the message I want to give you. And then this chapter ends with... Uh, the way husbands and wives are supposed to live. Amen? And you say, well, I didn't know that there was a, there was a book in there that actually taught me and my wife how to live. So, uh, and, and, that's, and that's a good chunk of scripture to help marriages out. And if you've never been part of a successful marriage... This is the, these are the things that you need to know. These are, this is the way you need to operate. I knew how to get relationships to fail. I think all of us have been in some kind of failing relationships. Good, there's only three people. The rest of you guys are holier than we are, but. <laughs> I mean, it, it doesn't even have to be a marriage. It can be a business and it can be a, or, or whatever. Just any kind of relationship and, and, uh. I was talking to somebody earlier this morning, and uh, do, do you guys have any family members that think everything has to be the way uh, they want it to be? Yes. 
Just let it meditate. Just kind of let it marinate. And and they're probably like I always say every year they're probably coming to Thanksgiving. What a bummer. I mean, isn't it really? I mean, let's just say what. Let's just call it what it is. These people that come to your house are so dysfunctional that they don't have any kind of etiquette at all. And they're never thankful for the spread that you lay out. I'm going to help you out today. When they come in, here's what they say. What time we eating? How you been all year? You could sit next time when they come in this Thanksgiving and they say, what time we eat? And we'd say, I don't know, what time you bringing some food? <laughs> Amen. Or they say, what do we have? And say, whatever you brought. <laughs> Amen. What we can do is teach these people how to be thankful. Amen. I got the heat on. I'm allowing you here. We're going to have a good meal. Amen. And anything past that, just be thankful. I'm going to say this. Because they're sitting at your table, Chris. Just be, do this with me. Just be thankful that I don't jump up and smack the taste out of your mouth. In the name of Jesus, but I want to say... No, they, oh, yeah. Oh, well, we don't like baked turkey <laughs> or fried or whatever. No matter how you fix the turkey, they ain't going to like it. Oh, wouldn't you like to? Amen. We're teaching these people how to be thankful. Just be thankful that I'm allowing you in my house and you get to eat some of my turkey. And, I, and I'm not just smacking the mess out of you right now. So this young man uh, that married my daughter, I, it, he met me and he asked for her hand in marriage and I told him, I said, listen. <laughs> oh, he told Keelan, he goes, man, I was scared to death. Because, see, when you're in my house and you're in my front room, watch this class, it's go time. Everybody's got to drink the truth. And he's a kind young man. He's a good boy. He's a good man. And I said, listen, he asked, he asked for your hand in marriage. And I said, I said, two things. I want two things out of you. I said, first of all, you take care of her. And the second thing is you make sure she's in church every weekend. And, 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 and you say, well, why is that so important? See, I've taken care of her, watch this, for the first 22 years, and he's going to take care of her after that. And then I want her in church every weekend because I know if they're in church between God, God's people, that pastor, and his word, that that family is going to be filled with the things of God. Yeah. 
don't make me. Don't make, don't make me drive down there. I'm saying it for all the dads and the grandpas, amen? You can say that. Don't make me drive down there. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, let's go on and just talk a little bit about what the Apostle Paul. So he, the Apostle Paul is, is talking to the families here. He's talking about walking, love, being imitators of God and all this. And then he ends with the wives, submit to your husbands and all this. And that's the charge that I gave Janet and Bruce while they're standing here. And I always give all the people. I gave it to my own daughter. And everybody asked me, said, how in the world did you get through that ceremony? It wasn't very easy. It was probably the hardest, hardest wedding I've ever done in my life because I just couldn't imagine losing my daughter. But then God put it on my heart to write her a letter. I've never wrote a letter, I don't think, in my life. But I wrote my daughter a letter, and I titled it, What Am I Losing? And I told, you know, talked to her about, you know, I won't get to eat cereal with you in the morning and all these kind of things. But then I talked about what I gained. I gained a young lady who's, who's walked with the Lord and fulfilled the promises of the Lord and stayed pure through the Lord and found herself a great husband in the Lord. And I gained a son-in-law and some grandchildren. I'm learning how to count my blessings in every area of my life. And so here's what he says in verse 15, 5:15. He said, "Look carefully then how you walk, not as the unwise, but as wise." And this just isn't parent information. We know that you want your children around wise people, regardless of how old your kids get. Say this with me, Mom and Dad. What are you doing with him? <laughs> this looks like a clown show. The clown show's leaving town. Amen? What kind of mess is this? Be around wise people. Verse 16, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. That's right. ah, we're going to park here for a minute. So we're going to talk about the days being evil. So when did you ever believe that you were going to hear on the news that these evil cells in the world were going to rise up and cut the heads of babies off? We've allowed it in these countries and these evil cells to rise up. And whether the heads are being cut off when they're four, five, or ten, or we're in the womb, it's still the same. Oh, I got you. We've allowed this in our world, and we can't allow it any longer. Babies and children are far too precious to turn them over to the evil one. Mommies and daddies do this. Not in my family. You're not touching my child. And you said, well, why are you so hard on her? Why do you preach the way you do? And why did you say that to the young man who married your daughter? Look at me. Miss Chittenden, it's the only one I got. It's the only daughter I got. You make sure you handle her with care and prayer. 
And I don't have to keep going into all that, but the days are evil. We're here now. What a mess. And if you think it, it, it's stopping here, Lupke, it just started. I can promise you one thing. You don't pull on Superman's cape, spit in the wind, or mess with Israel. If you do, you'll pay the piper. Don't get quiet on me, church. Don't get quiet on me. That's the stand of this church and America. You didn't see my shirt, I don't guess. Amen. Can I tell you about that? I'll tell you about it since you want to know anyways. You probably go, man, that's the coolest shirt in the world. So me and Mike and Donna were in, and, and Vicky were in the store, and everything's patriot this, and, and I, I was like, you know, I'm on this trip. I'm going, I'm not going to spend a lot of money. Do that with me. You ever did that where you go, I'm not going to spend a lot of money. This, we're going on a budget. We're, we're packing the cooler, eating snacks. <laughs> yeah, right. When there's something as cool as this thing is on a hanger, you're getting it. You know it. So I walk out of the store and they go, you should have got that, Pastor. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. I don't need it. But I was, <laughs> J.D., I was envisioning myself wearing that shirt. So we went back there the next day and we bought it. Amen. Hallelujah. We got a revival going now, don't we? Uh, can I keep going, church? All right. So uh, we're going to make the best use of our time because the days are evil. So I got to fill you in on the timeshare. Do you know of this? Raise your hand if you've ever been on a timeshare. Put get your hands up there. You've taken the pain. So we go on this timeshare, me and Becky, and it's super cool. You know, it's Johnny Morris's thing down there in Branson. He's awesome, and praise God for it. So we go on it, but you always, you got to make this covenant with your wife or your husband before you go on a timeshare, and you got to go, you know what? I don't care what he says. We're, we're not getting, we're not buying. I don't care how good it looks. Even if they give it, we're not taking it. <laughs> So anyways, we're in there, and the guy was awesome. So he's a, he's a pastor's son, and his grandpa was a pastor. And basically, he gave a great pitch. He was an ex-baseball uh, player, and he, he was a scout for the Colorado Rockies. And he was a great guy, great speaker. And what he was selling, quote, unquote, was time. It was, it was the best sales pitch I've ever heard in my entire life. I could tell he was a Christian by the way he was pitching it. You know, what would you pay for memories and this and that? And he basically, everything he said was what preachers say. What would you do to get time? You know, what would you do to get time and this, that, and the other? And, 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 and how precious is it? And then he asked the question. He says, if you could get a vacation anywhere in the world, where would it be? And he went around each couple, you know, where would it be? And these guys, Hawaii and France and you know, whatever, Cayman Islands and all these different things. They came around me. He said, where would you want to go, sir? I said, I want to go to Stephenville, Texas to rope some cattle. And everybody's like, what? <laughs> he moved past me like jumping Jack Flash. 
That's your pastor. And then he asked the question. Here's what he asked. He said, why haven't you booked it? And nobody mentioned money. You know what everybody mentioned? Time. So what's happening here right now is the reason that you aren't meeting and you are getting with your family members and all that because it's just time you've booked your life with all kinds of things. Well, if we just say it with me, if we just had the time. I can't tell you how many families I've visited as of late that made the time after they found out their spouse or their mom or dad had cancer. And that's exactly what he told the, the group. He said, you know what, I did this and that, and I had the dream job. Say that with me, dream job. I got the dream job. I got the, I'm a professional athlete. I make a lot of money. Travel around. Yeah. Woo! He said, I never made time for my family until I found out my wife had cancer. I'm asking the church today, why does it take somebody to have cancer when you can make time to meet? You need to pick up the phone and say, we need to meet. The Lord draweth nigh. We need to be thankful that we got this opportunity. Let's make the best out of this opportunity and quit kicking the can down the road. Amen. The days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. We already know what the will of the Lord is, don't we, church? You can open up the Bible anywhere and, and find out what God's will is for your life. It, it, doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't take a, 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 a theological scholar to figure this out. We know that he wants us to be kind to people and take this message out and, and grow in our relationship with, the, with our family and our spouse. Amen. We already know all this stuff, so why don't we do it? Because we fill our time with ungodly things instead of godly things. I mean, how many times have you scrolled through your phones? I'm getting ready to get on my, my Bible app. When somebody sends something over to you, a text message or a funny joke or a, a photo or look at this and look at that. Next thing you know, you never even looked at your Bible. Oh, you don't want me reading your mail, do you? If, you, if that's happened to you, just say amen and we'll move on. Amen. It's happened to everybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, woo, we're here, do this. We're doing devotions. <laughs> say it with me devotions. As soon as, as soon. Oh, I got to answer this text. And then I got to do this, and then I got to do that, and then you end up running out of time. So you booked a slot for somebody who sent you some junk mail instead of uh, reading a devotion. You know what I'm saying here today? And you had it all blocked out. You said, we're going to sit down. We got the coffee. We got the devotion. It's on the Bible app. There's no way we can miss until somebody sends you that text. We need to be thankful that we don't have to be distracted when we're disciplined by the power of the Holy Spirit. Verse 18 says, and 
And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord in your heart, and giving thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Submitting means coming under the mission of Jesus Christ. And when, when your kids submit to you and you submit to Christ, it's a perfect order for the family unit. That's right. And it's time for the men of the church to rise up and raise their families according to biblical principles. Over and over I talk about this. That's your family. And rise with me and we'll bring this thing somewhere to a close. I put a lot of heat on the guys at church. I just do. And I love the guys. They're, this is the strongest group of guys I've ever seen at any church by far. So, ladies, you can applaud these guys. You can bring the house lights down a little bit, Lynn. How many times do you get to make a first impression. Last night before bed, you know how you, when somebody dies, Diane, you have a funeral card made up? My dad's was in my cup holder in my couch. I'd rather him be there than his funeral card. But it's just not the way it is. My wife said something to me that is probably the kindest thing I think I've ever heard her say. She said, you know, you really, you really did right by your dad. She said, you, you stopped whatever you was doing and I The last couple of days, the, the hospice nurse says, how in the world are you going to get him into your bunkhouse? I said, I'm going to carry him. The same way he carried me. Is the church listening to this? He's not heavy. He's my dad. I'm so thankful that I had a strong male in my life that taught me what a man was. And you never thought that we'd be missing this in America now. Men are supposed to be strong. They're supposed to be masculine. They're supposed to be the leaders of their home. They're supposed to be the leaders of the nation. And we're not supposed to apologize for the way God made us. Oh, I got to ring somebody's bell. And that doesn't mean that ladies are any lesser of a human being by any means. We honor the ladies of this church daily and pray for them. Everybody still okay? 
I'm just telling the truth. Don't worry about it. So I'm going to pray a prayer, and then I'm going to let you know how thankful I am. You can hold your hand up if you're thankful for any dang thing today. And that when you throw your hand up like that, all you're doing is expressing your faith. It's getting stronger because you're, you're, you're so thankful for what God has done. Can you imagine being the way you used to be, Kip? You couldn't make it any further than you are. You'd have perished. You'd have blown into smithereens a million pieces, destructed, gone by the way of the grave. You can't continue in the life, a worldly life. That's why Jesus came to die. Now I'm asking today, which person wants to surrender their life to Jesus for the first time? Just go, you know what? Pastor Jay, where you just go, you know what? You finally got me at a 10 o'clock service. That Bible will travel at Westport. I've finally given up. That's the day I give my life to Jesus. I want you, I want you, dear Jesus, to come live inside my heart. And then, God, I want you to help me live for you. I want to be a new creature in Christ. I want to be the man you've called me to be. And then for all the saints who are here today, all of them, maybe you woke up on the wrong side of the bed or, or maybe or wherever, and you want to start over. I was just telling somebody this last night, do you know that the gospel is all made up of grace in the New Testament? You don't have to live under condemnation anymore. Because Jesus died for all of that. Wouldn't you like to be, wouldn't you like to celebrate do-overs and, and, and restarts? You can start right where you're at this morning and go, you know what, man? I got it so screwed up. I want to restart. I'm going to pray for you right now if that's you. Just, there you go. Just, I, I want, God, I want you to give me a, another chance today. just like that woman who's caught in the act of adultery right there in the town square. He says, who without sin cast the first stone? And all the guys took off Nolte because they know they had sin in their life just like her. Your sin ain't no better than anybody else's or more offensive. It all stinks to God. Thank God for a remedy in Jesus. Hallelujah. Let us pray, saints, together. Lord, I pray for the saints. They blew it with their anger or their speech or their prideful attitude. Maybe they got caught up out there in a, in a life of debauchery. They came to church today to get it right again. Or they're watching online today to get it right again. Take your cares and your concerns to the Lord today, friends. He's the one who can do something about it. And we all celebrate that victory today for each and every person gathered here today. For it's in thy name we pray, amen.